0: hello and welcome to the new superhero finder podcast from idifm i'm matt and i'm going to be scouring the cosmos looking for unsung heroes the superheroes of real life spreading some amazing positivity and listening to some fascinating incredible stories so sit comfortably get yourself a brew and enjoy Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14. Um, I am joined today by Vicky Jones. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thank you, Matt. I'm good.
0: Perfect. Um, and we're going to talk about, and we've just been talking before this as well on a couple of things, and I want to really touch on those, but we're going to be talking about things like imposter syndrome, um, especially for Mental Health Awareness Week, which is this week, and also the idea of investing in yourself to be able to then be the best you can be to then look after other people and to look after those around you as well. Um, So I'm really, really excited about this, um, especially with the kind of arena that I'm in and the the things that I do and the whole I'm doing it for me. And that is about taking care of yourself. Um, So what's my first question for you is, so let's talk about mental health with it being the awareness week. So what is mental health to you? So
1: mental health to me is... I don't like the phrase mental health I like mental well-being because I think when you say mental health mental health issues comes to mind and and people get confused over what mental health means to them so mental well-being to me means that you're able to balance the good and the bad because we all go through challenges and opportunities life events that will will sharpen us a little bit and we'll become more aware of our mental well-being if that makes sense Um, As a business, in terms of what I do, my my pure purpose is to support employees to ensure that they themselves have the tools to keep that balance and the services and support that they need. Um, Again, throughout these life events, you know, things challenge us or challenge us all the time. Um, so it's just being aware that you know you've got that toolkit you need to look after yourself you need to do it for yourself first (laughs) Um, before you can you know before you can um, maybe venture out and do other things or help other people Um, so yeah so mental well-being is so important to me personally um, and as a business as well Um, I I do have the luxury of helping um, some genuine caring employers to to help look after and support their staff with mental well-being but um there's so many different things that you can I suppose we could talk about when we talk about mental well-being Um, I've I've done a lot of personal development over the last 12 months
0: yeah
1: Um, so it means a different thing to me than it did 12 months ago pre-pandemic certainly
0: and that leads me very nicely on, and, and by the way, just as a, a, not necessarily a side point, but I like the definition of well-being as opposed to health, because I agree when we say physical health, then we know what that means. And actually by definition, mental health is the same. It's you're either in good health or you're in bad health, you know, and there can be challenges with that, but the term mental health has its own stigma, doesn't it?
1: yeah i mean i think i think that we are as a society now we are removing that stigma i mm. i get so encouraged when i see you know posts and and conversations uh, i think it is all about connectivity i think um, the the impact of having conversations and feeling secure enough to talk about how you're feeling and to talk about your mental well-being and to to understand that we all have these insecurities we all have these moments of anxiety and we all have low mood and it's nothing to be ashamed of I think we've I've seen huge improvements throughout my career in terms of organisations looking looking at um, mental well-being and, and their sort of attitude to it as well as just generally people you know communities um talking about it together so yeah it's it's been great to see especially with it being mental health week it's great to talk about it but yeah. i'm continually talking about it. i know you are as well yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's definitely changed the attitudes have changed for the better i think
0: they have and i think um i think definitely the events of the last year 18 months even two years especially it's, it's been happening before that where it's becoming more prominent but definitely I think there's, there's been a need to reprioritize what's important to you, especially over a lockdown period with the pandemic, et cetera. Um, but I wonder, I know you wanted to talk about some of the, and i been really interested to find out about some of the challenges that you faced, um, because I know that has had, you know, there's been several times where it's, it's better, worse, different. You know, there's all these challenges that come up with, we said the events of the past year or so um so what is that kind of what hurdles have you found you've had to jump and and
1: how have you done it um so i probably would need to go back if we're talking about my sort of my journey with my own mental health i probably need to go back to sort of my early 20s where i first experienced anxiety um i was very much a people pleaser um i was very competitive and Um, within my corporate career I did really well because I had that drive within me Um, then probably around five years ago there was a series of events that happened to my family to me personally which changed my my perception and my purpose in life I suppose so um, the first thing to to, to kind of talk about was um, five years ago my sister her partner Um, He unfortunately died um, by suicide, which had a huge impact uh, on my sister, my my little sister, although she was 27 at the time. Uh, (laughs) um, And I don't want to go into that story because that's her story to share. But as a sister, um, uh, supporting her through that um, and also being very acutely aware of the, the lack of services available yeah. um to him and he had reached out on several times you know and been pu- putting a bit of a holding pattern to access talking therapies and that sort of thing um supporting my sister through that having been made redundant you know all these things that happened to us yeah. um I had an ectopic pregnancy I had a breast cancer scare um, and they all were a series of events that just seemed to flow and follow on from each other. So my resilience was, although I felt like a very strong, capable person, I think there's only so much that you can, so much trauma that you can absorb before you do, you know, do see an impact. And I did see an impact. And it wasn't until I was physically seeing physical signs of, of mm. the anxiety that I was going through. So it forced me to look at what is anxiety? Um, what does anxiety look like in me? And what is what can I do to make it better? Um, now, I, w- I had the luxury of having access to um, counselling services through my employer. Um, this is pre-Pegasus Benefits before yeah, I launched my yeah. business. I also had had the, the benefit of having health insurance. So when I did go through these physical Um, challenges Um, it allowed me to be able to get you know quick diagnosis and in part give me back the control um, because at the time I didn't have much control over anything that was going on Um, but I think everything happens for a reason and and although these situations and events were were very negative I think they have certainly have made me more empathetic and it's given me a deeper appreciation of my own mental well-being um, I thought I was a superhero. Uh, I honestly thought I could help everybody and yeah. do everything. Yeah. Uh, and I ignored the fact that I needed to, to look after myself first. Um, I needed to do it for me first. And, and that then was my journey. That was that then my sort of journey to understanding what can I do to make myself feel better? Now I did access um, talking therapies, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. which was immensely beneficial to me, but I needed to do um, more work and change my change my lifestyle, change how I lived, how I how I perceived things, to make sure that I was doing all that I could do with the tools I had to to safeguard you know my mental mental well being to keep me in a happy place.
0: Yeah, I think that you know there's a lot there, and you know there's I can already see a lot of strength and, and what's what's great, and I can see a power in as well the way that you're able to articulate a lot of the things that you went through and the, the understanding that you've got as well. And that has no doubt been a part of the way you've been able to, to come through and be so strong and, and set up your own business, etc. um, on the back and, and still, you know, essentially in a business world, survive the pandemic as well and build relationships. Um, but I think what's really interesting is that we've got a society where we've got a lot of people, there's something like maybe 70 to 80% of people, um, Are givers, so people that care naturally for other people, but will prioritize one of the almost a downside is that you will prioritize somebody else's needs over you over yourself, yeah. Um, and in some worlds they call that an obliger as well. So your priorities are linked to outside influences and outside accountabilities, so therefore somebody else, and that's great. So we've we're in Britain, we've got the NHS, which is absolutely full of that. So any of your your emergency services, you know, you've got Um, other fields as well where it is just about caring and the most amazing things happen in these places and the most amazing care but what you get on the flip side is if you haven't got the attention given almost from somebody else to you if you're in that situation then you don't prioritize taking it and you don't prioritize necessarily looking into it which is where I think that when you said you had the, I suppose the luxury of the health insurance and um, and the the access to some of these services, I'm not sure whether it was a luxury. I mean, I presume you meant luxury because it kind of came with the job, essentially that you were in.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's because I've seen both sides. So yeah. I've I've sold, um, I've I've helped support sort of SME businesses over the last twelve years to. To find them health and well-being benefits for their staff. And we were having this conversation about the, you know, the, the reasons behind employers providing health and well-being yes. um, plans and insurances to staff. It has changed. I'm having different conversations with people now. It's, it's not so much about return on investment and um, you know, being looking better when they're recruiting talented candidates or reducing absenteeism. It's more about doing the right thing and supporting staff when they need it but I'm having more conversations um, I'm really glad to say about preventative um, information education tools so mindfulness uh, meditation although we we do need support when we have these life events so we do need to have access to trained counsellors sometimes um, but majority of people um, I think now they are starting to look at what is anxiety and what does my, what does positive mental wellbeing feel like to me? And they're looking at doing things like introducing hobbies. I started running and that's been a huge, had a huge impact. Exercise has had a huge impact on, on my mental wellbeing. Um, but it's about informing. And again, not it being a luxury, but just having that toolkit and understanding how you can make yourself feel better. One of the things that um, has been really an important learning curve for me, we were talking about looking after other people uh, and being reactive. It's very hard to get yourself out of a very dark place, a very deep depression. Um, It's very hard to come back, but by changing your lifestyle and introducing new things on a daily or weekly basis, even sort of a Friday night self-care, where you have a face mask, you know, all of these yep. things feed yep. into feed into to, to mental well-being. These things can, if if you change and if you think about your mental well-being and introduce these things, yeah. um, they can stop you from um, from what can be quite, uh, you know, you can go from sort of low depression right the way up yep. to, to quite bad depression quite quickly. So. By having you know being mindful and having these um, introducing these changes to your lifestyle can be so impactful um, and a lot easier to manage than if you let it escalate and don't talk to people and carry on you know give in to everybody with nothing left for yourself then you become uh and, and you can I've been in that place so I can I can talk about it yeah. Uh, yeah. you know I was literally running around helping everybody and and in the end, I wasn't successfully helping anybody because i would let myself go to that extent where um, where I, I really did need a lot of help and a lot of counselling and support to, to get me back uh, feeling good about myself again.
0: That's I mean, that's amazing. Just picking up on something you said there about the, you know, even having we, we, as humans, we're creatures of habit and we do things. We do hundreds of things per day, make decisions that we don't even realise we're making. And we're quite autonomous like that. And I think also when you're feeling like that and you're feeling low you doubt what you're thinking and what you're thinking is right so when you're having a great day you know you might be confident in a decision but then if you're having I tend to call them a foggy days or if you're feeling a little bit just a bit off um or you know really really low then you tend to doubt that validity of your own opinion yeah so the more things almost as a foundation, the more things that you do to look after yourself, they become autonomous in themselves, which is great because you are then automatically putting yourself first in some respects. Yeah. But also there's a couple of techniques that, that I've told people and I've tried in the past and certain things like we talk about affirmations or we talk about, you know, showing gratitude yeah. or writing down things that we're grateful for, but also, you know, if there's any things, any, any goals, you know, you've got for the day or any any tasks, something as simple as writing that down or saving that somewhere that's accessible for you. So if you're that almost puts down your intent when yeah. you're having a good day, that puts down your intent and your decision. And then on a day where you're not feeling 100 percent, you read that. Yeah. And that's already it's almost like it becomes an external thing then because it's almost like a different you yeah but you've already decided that that would be a good idea yeah then why would you question it because it's you know it's a you in a different frame of mind and some you know there's some very very simple things like you said the face mask just a bit of self-care um adding a couple of minutes into you know some people will be thinking you know so some of these things over the last few years have become less (laughs) i'll say airy fairy because yeah. some of the things get you know get linked to meditation and a bit hippie and, and things like that and, and things are definitely changing because there's definite benefits if,
1: you, if you've looked into the, the the actual clinical studies of meditation it is absolutely insane insane the, mm. the amount of the amount of positivity um, and the amount of how that can affect your, your mental well-being um, it, it's huge and mindfulness Um, I think what you said about sort of making it a routine and and seeing reminders, I think that's that's very powerful because if you're having a good day and you're doing something, whether it's an affirmation, whether it's journaling, whether it's, you know, having half an hour, you know, a walk outside in daylight, I think that you instantly, in our brain, we we match that with how we're feeling, so if you continue to do it, it's it naturally will help you feel better. But I think people underestimate the power of small changes, hydration, yeah. nutrition, sleeping patterns. Yeah. I say this all the time. Um, because I've had that awakening and, and I know what what a bad night's sleep can do to me the next day. And so I I have a certain pattern that I, you know, that I do every night to make sure I'm in bed at a certain time. So my, you know, my rhythmic pattern is is sort of in alignment. Um, there's lots of things you can do for yourself to don't cost any money as well because a lot of the time you think you know you need to book yourself in for you know yeah. these sort of things and pay for these things but there's a lot of things that you can do I mean I I literally absorb so many personal development books and spoke to people like yourself Matt you know within my career I have, I have the um the privilege of knowing and meeting and I, and I absorbed everything you know from them um, I mentioned to you Mindsight Connect which is yeah. um, which is a group that I've been um, visiting with for a coffee morning every Wednesday for the last 12 months and that's not networking or anything business related that's just my hour a week where I get to sit and chat with people about positivity and I learn from every single person and I'll be having a conversation with somebody about their their past experiences or a situation they were in and i'll be i thought it was just me and it's the connectivity i think that um that really does help as well as well as the things you can do for yourself i think talking and being comfortable in talking and connecting with each other i think they, they are huge in that mental well-being journey
0: yeah i think and and i definitely felt that when we came into lockdown because i was because I was doing a lot of PT work and I was doing a lot of group work as well with seated exercise. So we had people, you know, I might see 150 people a week and then all of a sudden you're in a position where not only are you staying at home, but you are essentially, I was speaking to maybe four people a week and that's a huge downturn. And I never realized until maybe a couple of months <laughs> in, that it was the lack of conversations and that kind of yeah. stimulation and just letting your mind run in many different directions that actually you internalise that and you start spending a lot more time with yourself and you're going, well, hang on.
1: (laughs) I had Um, such a bad episode with negative talking to myself and I didn't recognise it until I started talking to somebody about it. And this is kind of where my imposter syndrome, I sort of self-diagnosed myself. Um, In the early days of starting the business, I was literally on my own and I was very venerable. And although I'd done a good bit of work on myself to get myself to, to... um, having you know positive mental well-being, when I launched the business, uh, all of that came tumbling down on me, and I I literally had to sit and think and remind myself and train myself into positive talk instead of negative talk. And I know you offer that in terms of your work you do with your clients is mm. you know you you help them to start changing the way they talk to themselves and feel about themselves. Yeah. Um, but I really had to work very hard at it um in order to to just keep me carrying on I suppose it's it's quite challenging I don't think I understood what launching a new business would be like um not really it's not the the stuff that you think of you know the high pressure and the responsibility and not that just internally how I would feel um and how vulnerable I would feel and I literally for probably the first three months I was so overwhelmed by the feeling that everybody was judging me and you know in reality nobody was but it was this negative self-talk that i had all the time going it was like it was like an fm station in my brain (laughs) honestly and i would never experienced that before but it was like having this you know having the the two people inside of me and one saying one thing and another saying another and it was constantly um you know constant constant sort of fight to get the positive talk taking over from the the negative talk so yeah I wanted I wanted to mention that because I know a lot of people go through that um, especially where there's changes in life changes whether there's becoming a new parent or whether that's sort of changing job roles or uh, or job you know working environments even Um, I think that you know you can sometimes have too many of those negative conversations with yourself and just be mindful that that you are doing that and it hasn't an impact on you and how you feel as well.
0: Yeah, I think one of the one of the first and most powerful things I was made aware of is actually just capturing that feeling and then yeah. being able to being able to speak, as we said about articulating things. But just getting on a level where you understand what's going on and accepting it and loving yourself for it. But because you can because you can ultimately change it. Um, sometimes it's easier for some of it than it is for others. But um, first of all, I'd like to say when I was introduced to Pegasus Benefits on good old LinkedIn. I would not have known that you were going through any of this. So the work, the stuff that you put out, the videos yeah. and things that you, and the posts that you put out were exceptional, and and I, lo- I loved everything about it. Um, but it, it does also show that. On the- oh, I was
1: a mess, Matt. I was a mess. I the, was literally a mess. With
0: your programs. You don't see that, do you? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I, I talk about it all the time. Amazing. I do. I talk about it because I think it's important that you you know you you're truthful and you're honest. Um, and I've had help in in uh, with that from other people as well who. Who explained to me that the negative talk in my head is just my brain trying to protect me so yep. it's it's sort of fear in your brain um, not because you know you want to stop yourself from doing it but it's just it's like a defense mechanism and so once I understood that I appreciated it and I could yep. say to, I could say to the negative talk I appreciate you you know being concerned about me looking like a bit of a joke (laughs) but i assure you that's not going to happen so you can you know you can go away now that's absolutely fine um I've got this you know I'm I'm fine with it but until you understand that and I didn't understand it and I didn't know why I was feeling like it and it was the first time I'd had that I've been very very confident throughout my career and Mm. I know how well you know how skilled I am and and, I know what I can achieve but it was that that constant negative talk, it was it was like literally listening to somebody saying, you can't do it, you're not worth it, you know, all the time. And that was so destructive to me early on in the second of the business. I probably had a space of three months where um, I sat on a lot of my ideas and, and, and didn't do a lot. Um, and as a new business, you can't afford that time. So, um, <laughs> but it allowed me to do a bit of work. So I did a bit of self-work and, and, and I got through it. Um, I'm grateful to say, but uh, yeah, it was it was hard in the beginning.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I share that sentiment as well because there's been times where I feel on top of the world and I just want to and basically I'm here to spread anything that I learned. So like yourself, self-development, yeah. etc. Speaking to people, learning being open to learn from anybody and yeah. not being judgmental about, you know, somebody and somebody's opinions. And that can be hard in itself sometimes if you're not feeling on on top form. But um, I think also when you're setting up a new business, I think it's it's also when you're working for somebody because obviously we work for the same company which is which is quite nice and it's a small world that we're now getting back to talking here but
1: yeah yeah
0: when you're working for somebody you're almost given a compass somebody else is pointing you in the right direction and you're applying yourself to that direction
1: yeah
0: whereas when you've got your own business as an entrepreneur or self-employed or whatever you want to consider yourself as yeah you take care of everything
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and and that in terms of you imagine from a from a corporate so you imagine the big manager you got the second line manager's third line and then you've got you guys on the front line you've
1: got what? your marketing team you got your admin team absolutely got, there's maybe yeah, many yeah, people yeah. having a
0: conversation <laughs> yet you're trying to do that in your head
1: yeah yeah i, I do it every day i do it every day um <laughs> and, and i enjoy i love that i love the creativity mm. i love that i can create my own i've created my own business with it with my own values yes. And I've always worked for care and organisation. worked for two of the largest insurers in the UK, health insurers in the UK. And they had wonderful values and ethics and um, great products that supported people. But what I can do now with Pegasus benefits, now that I'm sort of independent of that, is I have a much broader scope of um, insurers, health plan, wellbeing providers, so that I can, I can use that and use my creativity to make sure that... I'm choosing and recommending the right benefits for my clients, but also that it's being engaged, it's creating an engaging piece for them as well. So when we're introducing it, I can be as creative as I want to, uh, ensuring that every single member of staff understands that their health and well-being benefits, feels part of something bigger, and feels that investment as their employer saying to them, we really care about you. You are our core business is you. You know, there would be no business without, without the employees there you know it's so important that staff feel that yeah. um and, and they have access again to the tools we've been talking about so understanding benefits of of, of meditation and understanding uh, mindfulness and, and and again talking to each other as well it's a great opener have you checked out this new health and well-being benefit have you seen the the meditation the guided meditations in yeah. there have you seen yeah. you know that you can go and have a, a health assessment you know it's about self-care literally that's what a health plan and a health insurance is about it's all about self-care it's bringing it back to the individual saying you were worth looking after yourself and we care about you um but yeah in that corporate environment where you've got everything and you don't I don't give myself enough of a pat on the back and I'm sure you probably don't Mm. either in terms of the hats that we wear and you've got another amazing hat on at the moment but the hats that we wear um you know it's it's not easy to do all of the different roles that you need to do within a business, especially when you're a small business, like we yeah. are. Um, so how amazing are we that we can achieve that, that we can do that and, and we're, we're being successful with it. You know, we, we don't give each other credit. I don't think or ourselves credit, I think like we
0: no. should. I, I think, I think you're right. Because I think again, whether it's a certain type of person you are, that negative thinking comes back in. I think we often take things for granted Mm. so you're always looking from right now as the start point what do i want from now yeah so Then the expectations in yourself is to go above and beyond which is fine mm. i don't like that phrase but for some reason it just rolled off the tongue <laughs> above <laughs> and
1: beyond that's my corporate world I know, definitely i know, I know where I'm that's from
0: thinking, guys no um, <laughs> so but you you get that expectation but then if you suddenly don't feel like you're meeting that Oh yeah. you don't then have a measuring stick that goes well hang on look where you've come from
1: yeah
0: um so actually when I talked about your employers being the compass and almost you having a boss the one I think the one very basic mechanism that I can feel no matter how I'm feeling emotionally or um in that respect is my gut feeling so I've done things in the past that you know, I've been involved in some really exciting projects. I've been involved with projects with the, the Leeds City Council, working with um, Refugee Council, trying to do exercise <laughs> classes with those over, over Google Team or Google Meet, whatever it is. And it didn't work. Yeah. Because there were several communication problems and language barriers and things that just weren't thought of by people that weren't me. Yeah, yeah. I was the one, again, on the front line try to run these classes and something sat inside me it just wasn't working i just Mm -hmm. i didn't feel right before going on it i you know i felt like it wasn't going and it actually took it took about four weeks of me trying and trying to work and i felt like i was back in a corporate entity again i felt like i was back oh gosh yeah i can imagine that
1: yeah
0: i just i said look at this point i think it would be better if we pre-recorded something yeah and then either got um, a translator to do a voiceover for it, or put subtitles in the various exactly, yeah. languages. And I think that would be better because I'm not—it's not a financial thing for me. No. But doing this, you know, turning up to these calls and not having a good response isn't working for me, and it isn't working for the people we're trying to do it for. And it's actually having the strength to then be able to say, "Look, I think you need to do it differently. Let me know if if I can be involved in that part of it," but. Trying to say, well, actually, no. Let's not do it the way we're doing it, and let's, you know, let's stop. Um, but it took me a few weeks to get into that because otherwise, it was a good opportunity. It was serving my purpose, which is to help people. yes yeah. Just sometimes things just don't feel right, and there's either a way that you can try and fix that, or actually, is it is it worth just putting that down for a minute, letting somebody else think about it if it's their project, you yeah. know, and, and then filling your day with things that do feel right. Um,
1: that's a massive learning though for for you and I've been through something similar where you you kind of you want to say yes because you ethically you you can see the benefits of it but without without you actually in control of something it it can have a negative impact so 100% I feel you for that because I've been in that same situation and learning from that means that the next project that you do take part in you'll be able to sort of understand what the limits are within that what you can bring to it and, and you know what you need to be able to yeah to, to resource it
0: certainly ask a lot more questions
1: <laughs> before just taking
0: it on in fact I felt like just project managing it because I, I could see yeah. I could see all the ways in which we could do it differently but it wasn't my baby
1: yeah
0: it was yeah you know, that's the
1: hard thing especially yeah. when you're used to having control over over things and and for, for me and you as well it, you know we care about you know we care about how we impact and we care about you know our brand and how how we are seen as well so that's why I'm very choosy about the clients that I work with um because because it can be and I want to have fun with my clients and and work with clients who who like me and and want to achieve the same things that I do but I think those are for for, certainly for new business owners those are, are learnings that you have to go through and sometimes it hurts but then Outside of that, then you look back and you think, oh, that was so beneficial to me. Um, and I hate being wrong and I hate making mistakes. It's one of the pet things about me. I, I hate being late, anything like that. Yep. So it's hard for me to learn a lesson. But when I do learn it, boy, do I learn it uh, and I take it to heart.
0: I think definitely when you feel the strongest emotions, whether it be extreme happiness or actually a bit of, you know, anger at yourself, I think there's definitely a, a learning point. It's definitely an experience yeah. that's going to stick with you and something yeah. to learn from. Um, when you said about having fun, then it reminded me, I was on a call last night, for so one of the things that got me through um, the lockdown period again was a Monday group we used to have with um, a friend of mine now called Andrew Miller. So we used to have breathing spaces, which was like your, your coffee chats, was a little bit more yeah. uh, focused around things like you know purpose or resilience or just getting through. But it, it was slightly business, but it was looking at maybe there might be a couple of people that are going through something at the minute. So it was a group session on, you know, can anyone help out can anyone suggest anything it was just a really nice chilled way um and that's grown into into different groups which so i had a call last night um and one of the one of the comments that was made was if you love and so if you love and, I, and i'm kind of taking this on but if you love your job so much then actually your fun time so for me that's going to the gym or it might be going out for a walk or it could be looking after yourself your kind of non-work yeah. time yeah Is actually your work time because you're building on you, yeah. And your work time when you're with clients or when you're speaking to people or with customers is actually your play time. That's yeah. your fun time because you're getting to do the things that you really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you know, trying to avoid going off on a tangent, which is very difficult for me, and I don't know why, I'm joking, <laughs> because it's inevitable. <laughs> but I think definitely with this reframing and refocus with what's been going on, mm. especially mental well-being. If you're in a position where you're in a job, a career, working for somebody that you don't feel good doing for, if you're not waking up and being oh, yeah. excited to for some part of that, you know, some part of that job to go to that work day, then I would say you need to look at what it is. Can that be changed within the, the role that you're in? Or actually, do you need to start looking at what it is you want from a job? And then looking to find the job that fits that
1: i understood this and i read something recently um that was very um very pertinent to, to this sort of uh conversation so um i learned years ago when i was managing a, a, a sales team when i you know when i was in that area mm-hmm. um was you you'd have a lot of people who would and i'm not sure if i can swear but they piss and moan about their job yep. all day long but would yep. do nothing about it yep. So they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't go on training courses. They would just sit in the same position and moan about it constantly and not do anything about it. And I've never been one of these people. I've always been a person that as soon as I understood that there was no more that I could give to this particular role, or I was getting bored of it, or I I fancied doing something else, then I would always look to write, what can I do to change this? Because it's 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 important that people realize that they have the the potential to do anything they want to do
0: um
1: you know and and i've 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 not come from a i've not been financed by anybody i haven't come from a rich family if anything the opposite but what i've always been able to do is to is to use that sort of passion that i have Mm -hmm. and that understand that independence to say right this isn't working out for me let me see what i can do to change that and and to do it and i think for mental well-being, that's extremely important because not everybody's in a place where they can change their job overnight. That's you know that's just not something that you can do. Yeah. What you can do is you can invest in yourself, whether that's time in developing and understanding what you want out of life or whether that's time, you know, doing a free course or doing an an online course or, you know, ordering, um, you know, a 99 pence Kindle book, you know, it it needn't be expensive things Mm. that you do, but they will just prepare you and, and move you to that next chapter of your life, wherever, wherever that is. Um, I think it's important and I used to talk about it all the time when I was having one-to-ones with my staff and I you know I try and ask them what they wanted you know what their motivations were how I could help them and sometimes there was so much work that needed to be done um, internally that it was just kind of getting them on that road and I think it's really important once you get on that road you never come off it you really don't
0: yeah Uh, Yeah, I would agree. and I think a very, very simple thing to try and apply to start you off on that journey is, and anyone can do this, is something as simple as being more conscious of the decisions you're making on a daily basis. So getting back that control of the things you are making a decision on anyway. So it can be very, very menial things, but start thinking about why you're doing that thing, Mm -hmm. and what it is about that thing that is the reason why you're doing it. And Although that sounds very vague, something as simple as um, somebody once told me, and I can't the life. I wish I could remember because I've told this story so many times and this person is <laughs> getting so much credit. But <laughs> it was actually to turn a to-do list mm. into a want to-do list. Yeah. Because and no matter what task is on there, if you really can say that you do not want to do that task or get the result you would get from doing that task, then either don't do it, it's not important enough, or give it to somebody else, to delegate. Um, And I realised that things like, why do we wash the dishes? Why do we hoover up? Why do we do these tasks that sometimes we procrastinate and we do them instead of work, or sometimes we do work instead of doing them, we put them off. Even as a teenager, Mm I wasn't really that bothered about doing that. But actually, you realise that I'm washing the dishes because... I like the result of there being no dishes there. Yeah. It's not I like the process of washing the dishes. I'm, yeah. I'm indifferent about that. Yeah. But then realising that you, that you can actually live your day doing things that you want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: When we say want to do, if, if you could... If You want to do anything, you naturally think, Well, I'd love to go and play football. You
1: enjoy, more th- you enjoy life more, don't you? It's putting a spin on it. I used to I used to hate Wednesdays and I've told this story loads of times. I used to hate Wednesdays, and I don't know why, because Wednesday would be the day where I would normally get feedback from um, from potential clients saying, yes, we want to go ahead. So I usually had a lot on on a Wednesday, but for some reason I had it, you know, it's, it's, and it's again, it's society, you know, hump day or it's not quite the weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I turned it around and I turned it into Magic Wednesday and I told my team, it's Magic Wednesday, today is where magic things happen you know get on the phones what are we going to do today and you you do have to and just reframing something slightly is huge one other thing that I'd listened to the other day I can't remember who it was it might have been on clubhouse or and I'd love to 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 tell you who it was to share this um there was a a thing that I think it was share once said um like ask yourself is it going to matter in five years time Mm. So a lot of the time we worry and we worry and we do things and it's it's not necessarily gonna gonna help us get we where we want to be in five years time and I'm starting to look at my processes and my time management and I'm looking at it holistically and I'm looking at how, how why I do what I do is some of it's just stuff that I've naturally done throughout my career and can I do it differently yep. um, but also delegating and we mentioned this already boundaries what we're accepting and what we won't accept and that is only going to make you a better person to work with ultimately because you know you're spending your time on quality things that you enjoy doing Uh, but yeah that's been another challenge so I had the imposter syndrome and then how am I going to do everything so I've kind of worked through it all and like yourself I've I've spent it a bit on its head and I've prioritized um, what's important to what's going to get me where I want to be in five years and and prioritize that
0: yeah that's that's really important Um, seeing the bigger picture and actually what effect is that is that going to have based on where you want um, to be and I think something else that just came up then was going back to when we talked about um being acceptant of who you are because mm-hmm. i know for me personally there's been a massive influence and it's still i'm still trying to work through that from parents and we all have it so we get brought with a certain set of values you must do this you must do that um as, as kids it was or oh, your parents are well strict or your parents don't care or well chilled or whatever whatever it yeah. may be you we'll yeah. all we've all had a different experience um so therefore we have a different experience on what's right and wrong Um, and that's built it's almost given to us but it doesn't always sit well because actually what you find is that you may well have rebelled against that at the time because it just isn't what feels right to you so it's sometimes about accepting okay so again, I'm just going to go back to household chores because it seems like the easiest to apply it to. But you
1: really don't like doing dishes, do you?
0: I'm fine with dishes. In fact, I do <laughs> it every day. I love doing dishes. But now I realize why I'm doing it. It's yeah. a completely different task. Yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: if if I'm not the tidiest person, mm. for example, this is why you can't see the rest of the room. I'm kidding. <laughs> so if I'm not the tidiest person, then part of me, and I've had times where I've felt low and I've thought of this is. Mm. I really need to be a tidy person okay Mm. so hang on a second question why do I need to be a tidy person Mm. so is it a priority for me to be tidy because I want a tidy room or am I thinking that because I've been grown up I've been brought up being told that actually if you're not tidy you're a bad person or you're scruffy or there's a negative connotation to that
1: yeah
0: um you only have to you only have to look at our our bedroom and we've had it for years and we can have the joke about it as well of you know the woman's side of the bed looking like a complete bomb site you know and the guy's side of the bed having two things and probably a bit of dust and some mothballs rolling around. You know? And yeah. there's I'm not trying to be sexist or anything about that. I think that's a pretty well known thing but acceptance on who you are and then applying yourself and actually just you know if That thing's really important, and actually, it's not your priority, and it doesn't fit within your priorities, and you don't want to put that within your priorities. Yeah. Then get somebody else to do it. Yeah. You know, or don't worry about it. Or, you know, if you. There's another thing about. (laughs) Pardon?
1: Or hide it from people. Hide
0: it. Yeah, Yeah, cupboards.
1: (laughs) It's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I've. From childhood onwards, Mm -hmm. I've. um... I've not I've not struggled with but I've not I don't come from a typical family background you know your your mum and dad and and, mm. and and you know the, the sort of I suppose you but you would typically class at a normal family background yeah. at all um and and there were a lot of things that I I I sought my own path quite early from the age of 15 uh, I knew that I didn't want to inherit some of the behaviors and patterns that I'd seen growing up
0: Um,
1: and because of that um, I actually felt that my childhood and my experiences hadn't affected me or influenced my behavior or or who I had become Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I started looking at myself and doing a bit of of self-development I understood that I actually think a certain way and for for instance for a very long time I would always have a plan b in life, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have the course I was going down, but I'd always have a plan B because I needed that security to know that if something fell through, I'd have, I'd have this. And just little things that I would do. Um, it was all going back to, to to sort of having to be, I suppose, having to be independent from a very young age. So I think that I think that definitely doesn't, and, and that's why um, the the sort of talking therapies helped me was to understand. Why, I, why my brain worked in the way that it did. Yeah. Not necessarily in a negative way, because most of the things are really good. You know, super, uh, super organised, a plan ahead. You know, all of these things can be seen as positive. But they, they did stop me from some opportunities because I didn't have control over them. So it was about understanding that. Um, so I think it does have an impact on you um, and you need to make sure that it's working for you rather than against you. Yeah. Um, so if you want to live in a clean house, that's great. If you if you don't, you know, you just do what you do the minimum that you need to do. So it's yeah. not affecting you and you're fine.
0: Yeah. Um I I liken a lot of my stuff to superheroes and and comic book stuff because I'm a giant geek, which is great. And I love it. And I've now fully accepted it, which is great. But all <laughs> of that falls for me within Almost having a backstory. So, superheroes always have a backstory and they'll always have a chain of events. Now, unfortunately, yeah. with superheroes, it tends to be the death of someone close and then yeah. a vengeance path or something, you know, with, with somebody um, wanting yeah. to get back for that or wanting to grow away from that or, you know. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I, I say to people quite often that I tell myself as well is that everything that's happened up until now it's almost like the bricks so imagine a house and everything that's happened makes up who you are now yeah but it's not who you are now and it doesn't determine what you do moving forward
1: no
0: so you imagine the house or the bricks so that's built it it is a house but what you do in that house how you decorate that house how you change that house really is up to you yeah um and the bricks cease to have any importance apart from the fact that they are there and they've, yeah. you know, they've created this house. Because you can't
1: change, you can't change them, but you can change how you how you use them. Yeah, I think understanding that and where that comes from is great. Yeah, um, but I I totally get with the superhero thing. Uh, I think it's it's a great analogy, a great way of turning things around, doing things for yourself, and becoming your own superhero. Yeah. Um, I've done it my whole life. I've depended on myself. Where, where I've fallen down is I've depended on myself so much that I've not let other people in.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that, that, that's been the struggle for, for, for me. Um, Again,
0: that goes back to that fight or flight in, yeah. the instinct, you know, in the brain. Oh,
1: massively. Um, you know what? Brain. It took me years to understand that. And I, I, wish I'd, I wish I'd done a bit more reading in my early 20s to understand the fight or flight, to understand that your brain is constructed that way. Um, and that you can change that feeling just by understanding it a little bit more. Um, I had a panic attack in my uh, early 20s. I thought I was having a heart attack. I literally wow. crawled out of my apartment into a taxi and went to the GP uh down the road. This is how ridiculous. Just in a panic, I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't, yeah. it was a panic attack, but I had no idea what it was. And I honestly thought that I was. I was having a heart attack or a stroke or something and that was that was the first sign of of anxiety for me but um yeah now i understand it i've not had a panic attack in years and years and years now um but you know it's it's about it's about understanding you know why you're feeling how how you can improve it as well
0: yeah it's it's joy it's it's such um the reason i love doing the podcast or just having the conversations with people that i do is because there's so much to get from somebody else's point of view and somebody else's story. And actually finding people like yourself that want to be able to talk about it and normalise it. Um, yeah. Because, like we said before, we if you are that independent, um, especially in that situation, then you may well struggle to, to let people in. And that fight or flight comes from, it's the prehistoric brain. So yeah. for anyone that's not familiar with that, um, imagine a caveman. Mm-hmm. Gonna be surrounded by giant predators, which may mm-hmm. well eat you at any one time. You're looking for food, and that's your your survival instinct. Mm. Nowadays, we've got takeaways on every corner, and the food isn't an issue anymore. We can all access food most of the time. Okay, there are some people that, that do struggle with that, and there are services for that, but we are the predator, so yeah. it's not like we roam the streets and we have lions everywhere that we have to avoid. We just don't <laughs> have it. So, what that pesky little part of the brain does. Is it makes mountains out of molehills effectively? It takes the smallest thing and then makes you worry so much about it that you look back and you go afterwards, why was I worrying about that? Yeah. You know, but it really can, it can, it can superpower. It'll it'll
1: get triggered and it'll take you back to a feeling you felt in your most trauma. If, especially if you've been through any trauma in your life, it will you can be triggered and go back and your body physically reacts like you're in that trauma again uh, with PTSD I'm sure you've you've, you've coached people with PTSD it's, it's 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 all about it's literally your physicality it's your brain your chemicals and your brain how your brain's work is to defend you but what happens more often and we're seeing a lot of people with anxiety now is they don't understand that and they're very fearful of it and they yeah. they, they they feel that emotion they go through that without understanding you know that's this is not what's happening right now, so I don't need to be feeling yeah. fearful. I'm safe, and that comes down to gratitude and grounding yourself and understanding yeah. where you are. And meditation helps you to do that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've learned so much. I I I've I have been hesitant about sharing my story, if you like, and and, and that sort of thing, because I didn't want to um, to come across as as sort of contrite or you know or telling people you know what they should do but I, what I've learned over the last especially over the last 12 months is we need to hear each other's stories so we understand that we're not alone um, we've come out of or we're coming out of now a period where everybody has felt uh, lonely everybody has felt isolated everybody has experienced um, anxiety to some level to some degree so we've all gone through it, why are we not all talking to each other about it and supporting each other through it and sharing how we help ourselves first, which is the important thing um, in order to help each other. So I'm very happy to share my story now, but it did take me a while um, to be comfortable in that. And some people aren't comfortable, which is absolutely fine again. Um, but if you are comfortable, I think there's a lot that you can get from being open and honest and comfortable enough with, with your own experiences to be able to share the stories.
0: Yeah, I've just thought of something, actually, and I don't know whether during you just make when you just think something on the spot. So in terms of sharing, in terms of sharing stories. So. We all get used to talking about qualifications through school education jobs what qualifications have you got I've got this 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 and this so this is what makes me able to do this job okay so let's turn that to our own history what qualifies you to be the person you are today everything that's happened (laughs) so it's 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 almost the same thing Oh, I'm
1: so overqualified, me, in life. I'm way overqualified.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're qualified enough to be an expert in you, is what you are. I
1: am, and yeah. I, I, I always, I always get worried because of because of my business and what I do. And I always explain to people that you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a qualified um, mental health service provider or anything like that. I know um, the products available for businesses, for staff, and and I've worked in that area for for years and years and years. Mm. And I've got my own journey, but I, I, I do. Fear that I don't want to be giving people advice. I just want to share, and if this works for me. It might not be what works for you, and and yep. talk about the things that I've learned, and hopefully it will benefit somebody. Um, but where I, where I'm where I match the two is I can I can talk about my story when I'm explaining an employee benefit. I can talk about accessing counselling, and I can talk about um, you know visiting with a chiropractor and and all of the self care that I've done through activating through using my uh, employee benefits from using the the health insurance you know after the ectopic pregnancy and and, and yeah. for the breast cancer scare and what that did you know how that helped me with uh, my mental well-being when I was going through those um, those uh, traumas if you like um, yeah. So yeah it's 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 important that we share I think you need to be in the right environment to do that and to be comfortable. I'm quite comfortable sharing my story uh, with you and your platform because I believe in your platform and what you're doing you. I think is it's the right space for for sharing I and wouldn't it, necessarily share you know in terms of putting stuff in into LinkedIn for for everybody to view but people who are interested in in personal development want to listen to my story I, I absolutely I'd, I'd be happy to share
0: it's not an expose on the front, no. of, front, front no. of the or something like that um, but I think I think you're absolutely right there just to pick up on one point that some people will not because there's some things that you're just not comfortable talking about. Now, mm. just like you would divulge stuff to maybe your best friend, <laughs> you might have a relative that you confide in.
1: Mm.
0: I think it's important to realize that it's about finding the right set of ears to listen.
1: Yeah.
0: And also going against the grain a little bit, it's not always the people that you would expect. So, for instance, just because you've got a best friend that you love to bits if they don't understand or if they if they're not on the same wavelength as what you're experiencing then talk to somebody else they're not going to be offended because you're not talking to them it's about talking to the right person which can be people you meet over zoom it can be people that you've known in the past it can be people that you've not known for very long but if you open up that safe space Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then that that can be enough i just thought i'd say that because you know there's people in my life that you would think oh well can't you talk to them well, no, I can't because they won't understand. Yeah. But I've found I've managed to find people that will understand.
1: You need to find you need to find your Avengers. We call them at Mindsight, We call them our Avengers, which fits in nicely to the superhero. Find your Avengers. You know, yes. I have somebody that I go to, for, to to you know, when I need a lighthearted moment, who can mm-hmm. take the mick out of me. I've got somebody that I can I can speak to. You know, when I'm when I've got something serious that I need to work through, and 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 those people a majority of my Avengers are people that I've met within the last 12 months, believe it or not. Mm. Um, you know, your family and friends are great. But, you know, you, you need to find the people that can give you what you need. Um, and, and again, do it for yourself and, and, and make sure that you are picking and surrounding yourself by people who are going to help you. To you know, whether it's, whether you are going through periods of anxiety, help you get out with that, or help you you know transition into a new, a different stage of your life. Everybody needs coaches, and coaches, you know, all superheroes don't wear capes, as they say. Yeah. Um, I've I've found inspiring people um, in in sort of service stations before now. Conversations I've had with strangers have inspired yeah. me. It's amazing where you can find um, inspiration and. Um, and knowledge and i think that's what it is it's just about sharing and, and understanding yeah and i'll talk to anybody you know that matt i literally <laughs> stuck up a conversation <laughs> Not, in an empty room was it?
0: talk the hind <laughs> legs off a <the> donkey
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was a bit concerned about the podcast i thought this is this could go on for hours this and i was quite sure if he's, he's he knows how long it could talk
0: but... <laughs> no no it's fine i claimed my diary for the rest of the day <laughs> 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 but um oh I've just lost what I was going to say. I always I do this. I thought I'd got away with doing a podcast without forgetting what I was going to say. I
1: do it all the time. I get these blanks oh, in my brain, don't
0: worry. Yeah, light bulb moment. Ching. Okay, so the other point I want to make as well is if anyone's thinking, you know, listening to this and going, my friends, my family, most of them don't understand. Maybe they don't inspire you, maybe they don't motivate you, but you love them to bits. That doesn't mean, it doesn't oh, take no. anything away from that what you can also do is rather than have these physical people surrounding you is have things like podcasts audiobooks those yeah. people are as much of an influence if not more as the people you talk to on a daily basis surround yeah. yourself with those kind of people you know get yourself you know on spotify something like that you know funnily enough hopefully at some point some people listen to these and these can be part of the influence for somebody, which is the reason why they're out there. Um,
1: Podcasts have been so beneficial to me, especially throughout lockdown where I felt very lonely. Um, And I was looking for answers to imposter syndrome. I was looking to, um, even when I was cynical about some of the things that I saw, you know, in terms of law of attraction and stuff, I've always been quite a pragmatic individual and I thought, you know, this is all sort of whimsical and I don't, but I, I, I dug into it and I, and I understood the philosophy behind it and I understood how I could change um, my you know my how I could change my way of thinking to empower me and to get myself out of a bad place one of the books that I was recommended by my good friend Sarah Linus was Lost Connections I'm not sure if you've ever read that but it's a such an inspiring book recommend that to anybody who's doing a bit of personal development or has gone through anxiety or depression maybe even had anti-depression tablets prescribed to them um what johan harry does is he travels the world looking at communities and looking at uh, mental well-being
0: Mm.
1: and the impact of purpose and the impact of community and what impact that has um in in turning around in someone's um clinical diagnosis if you like so it's not poo-pooing on antidepressants because I, I absolutely think that they, they oh. have a place but if you read Lost Connections I've read it twice because I enjoyed it so much it's mm. so Inspire spite, it just lifts your heart just to read these stories um, in there. Um, there's quite a few books that I've read, but I, I'm 100% like you, like I said, you know, it's, it doesn't cost a lot. Um, I've even had books sent to me by people. So talk about the fact that you want to do a bit of personal development. Have you read any books? People will have books on their shelves they can send to you. It doesn't, doesn't need to cost you a fortune. Um, I've,
0: I've sent a couple out to people because yeah. I'm not a, a massive repeat reader but i think if it's going to help somebody else and i will send it to them you know yeah. um
1: and and i have... don't i don't watch much tv anymore either i used you know. to watch tv um quite a bit um and i get a lot of enjoyment now from from listening to podcasts not not all of them a person developed mark maron is one of my favorite podcasters and i love listening to him um just because i love i love the way that just his personality is he's yeah. quite Uh, agitated as a a human being and it tickles me when I listen to him rant and rave but anything you do for yourself if you take an hour for yourself you're going to feel better about yourself no matter what that is whether it's crochet whether it's going for a walk whether it's reading whether it's listening to a podcast um I'll tell you what I
0: was listening to this morning on my walk um and it's it's going back a bit a little bit spiritual Deepak Chopra
1: oh well (laughs) yeah I know Deepak yeah Yeah,
0: and some of just some of that really spiritual the kind of you've got the the Indian influences in the music and just oh, in the sunshine, walking around the park. It was, it was absolutely oh, how amazing.
1: Magical. How magical. Yeah. yeah um, meditation for me is something I've always been scared of because I've always felt like I haven't got the attention to, to clear my mind. And I literally forced Skill. myself to do it because I thought, well, if I'm not going to give it a try and be consistent with it, then I'm never going to see the benefits. And I literally, I'm literally one of these people that need to read about it to make sure it works yeah. and how it works before I'm yeah. going to you know, give it time because you know time is one of those things is quite precious as a small business owner but um yeah it, 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 it's 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 I'm, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm not um you know to these states where you know i'm astral projected or anything like that but just having that space to not think about things um has mm. been really beneficial to me yeah. um and the guided meditations that i listen to uh, really help yeah um and again it's having that time taking that time for yourself
0: Just Um, when you said about astral projections it reminded me of one of the first books that I bought was um, on recommendation was Eckhart (laughs) Tolle and it was The Power of Now and it's a really really popular oh I listened
1: to that when my sister I'll tell you a quick quick story just before you before you go on so I had that on Audible um, Mm. and it was when when we, we had the family tragedy and I was I was I was looking after my sister. I'd moved up to the Northwest from Wales and she'd come out with me every day on my appointments in my car. So I had the company car and I listened, had that power of now wow. on and it was so beneficial for her to listen. The only reason I put it on there was because I was trying That's to think awesome. of things that I could do oh I would uh, yeah that's a huge recommendation and did you have the audible where you No, I had the book
0: I read the book I'm not a massive reader I'd rather listen but mm. I had the book on that occasion mm. and there were so many pages that i bookmarked and there's one thing that sticks out for me and it's because some of it goes very deep and some of it will yeah. be quite difficult to read but yeah. uh, it's the idea of mindlessness so we talk about mindfulness yeah and then we go one step further and say the mind is a tool and we can put yeah. that down Now, things like meditation is difficult because we've got crowded brains, we've got lots of thoughts coming in, and it is about practicing being able to accept them, let them flow on, put them down, whatever it is. Mm. Almost, you know, it's almost like tidying that bedroom in your head. You know, it's like putting things in the the right place. Um, But, yeah, it fascinated me, the idea that you could actually come away from your thoughts.
1: Yeah.
0: And actually just be in a space where nothing's happening. Um, and I found it a couple of times when I've meditated sometimes if I'm doing it at the wrong time or there's too much noise going on it is a lot more difficult yeah But there's times where I've I don't know whether I'm still meditating or whether I've fallen asleep or I wake up and I, <laughs> I feel so refreshed and there's just nothing you go into these flashes of color and all this stuff starts to happen you know and your eyes and your brain are working in such a way but but yeah that book had a big impact as well i think oh, yeah.
1: it had a massive impact to me as well yeah. as there's so much to learn from that and i found it difficult um, in part as well and i think when you do come across um a book or a, a podcast where you find it difficult it's because there's something there that you need to sort of work on and you can revisit it you can come back to it you haven't got fix, you know the fix everything that goes on in your brain all at once but it comes coming back to meditation i think it's so important it's very hard to meditate when you're in a level of high anxiety or when you're you're on that, you can be all on the spectrum. We all go from, you know, good mood to bad mood, um, high anxiety to low anxiety and, and that sort of thing. I think by practicing and again, making it a regular thing, it means that when you can stop those thoughts and they are intrusive and they are fast and you are experiencing anxiety, it's very hard then to start meditating at that point. What you need to do is just make those little changes now um as early as possible so that you can contain and, and maintain good mental well-being whether that's introducing exercise now um you know not waiting until it becomes a health issue um but but do these little things um uh, now and I think with age comes wisdom there's a lot of things I wish I'd started earlier or a lot of things I wish I'd cut out earlier um, <laughs> you know I don't really have regrets per se but there's no. a lot of things I wish I, I wish I'd educated myself more uh, earlier. Um, but a lot of things that we're discussing now weren't discussed ten years ago. We're, we're, you know, we're very lucky that people are sharing information and talking now. Like this podcast, for instance, would no, know, it wasn't around ten years ago.
0: No, it definitely wasn't. I wish it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> It'd <have> be great.
0: <laughs> it would no, great. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's been amazing to be able to kind of to explore that because um, we only we only arranged this like three or four days ago, so it's not. Yeah and the, the reason why these are in the format they are is to keep it nice and organic and just see where the conversation goes rather than I've been guests on podcasts where it's been very much question-based, very almost scripted. And yeah. it's, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot yeah. of pressure on people to turn up and, and, and be yeah. that, and, you know, and do it almost, you know, you feel like it's live. Um Whereas we could be having a cuppa, you yeah. know, in a room having this conversation, which, yeah. you know, I may well do something in person. That would be quite cool.
1: That would uh, be nice. I've, I've done a few webinars. This is my first podcast, and it was on my wish list, funnily enough. So when you approached me, I was like, bit your hand off. I was like, I've, I'm dying to do a podcast. Um, but I like the fact that your podcasts are organic, and they're interesting, and they're interesting people as well. And it's, yeah. it's not scripted. And I don't believe – scripting doesn't work for me. It never has, even – as a salesperson, I've never worked well to a script <laughs> in my life, um, I, I, but I think I think this is a really good format. and I think I've, I really admire what you're doing. And I, I like you have been following uh, your progression on LinkedIn, albeit we've not worked together for several years. No. Uh, I've always I've always liked you as a person, and I feel good energy from you, and I've I've been very proud of you watching you, uh, you. you know, progress over the last few years. So I'm I'm very um grateful to be to be invited on and I hope I've Amazing. provided some
0: value to you, hopefully. That's, you know, that's that's really nice to hear that because I I too identify with some of the imposters in run traits. And actually thinking that I could have that kind of importance or that kind of, I suppose gravitas to somebody, yeah, seems completely alien. But actually, and another thing before we will have to wrap up in a second. but um, when somebody says something nice, it's very easy to not believe it it's very it's easy it it's that kind of british thing oh yeah. Yeah, it's okay it's what's expected of me it was, but actually yeah. the one thing that i again the one thing that i learned is if somebody says something nice to you then they didn't have to no in essence it's a gift yeah so if at christmas somebody gave you a gift and you were like oh no it's almost like saying it's not quite good enough like you're not accepting it yeah so It's an
1: insult to me, unless you accept it, it's an insult to me, because I genuinely mean that, and I learned that, because I'm not good at taking credit like you, I think there's a lot, we have a lot in common in in that, Um, and it was a a lady called Andy Andy Lewis who explained to me, um, when somebody gives you thanks, what the effect is if you don't actually accept that and feel that, and just say thank you. you know don't say oh well i'm not really i'm not just say oh thank you because you know somebody genuinely means that but you've been very inspiring and i'm i'm looking forward to and that's why i've been following you for the last few years seeing what you're going to do because i know that you are going to create something amazing for yourself and for others as well so yeah definitely following on and if there's anything i can do um to help support that you know you know to to get reach out get in touch
0: perfect thank you very much Just before we go, then, if anyone does want to get in touch with you, whether it's business and learn more about Pegasus or whether it's just to talk to you because you're a cool person, what is the easiest way for them to do (laughs)
1: so? Um, Well, they can reach out to me. um, They can have a look on the website to find my email address or my mobile phone number. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm literally all over the socials. so I'm on Instagram. I don't do a lot on Facebook. Um, I've got a favourite platform, which is kind of LinkedIn, um and instagram i do quite a bit on um so yeah any of the social channels i've just started on TikTok, which i think is hilarious <laughs> yeah. and that proper just you know you talking about enjoying what we do and creativity and stuff i love TikTok, and i'm gonna i'm gonna explode on there once i've got a bit of time to to do some content for okay. it i think that would be a really good space for me but yeah just reach out to me um linkedin drop me a message um, I like chatting to people you know anybody uh, I like to have a conversation with um, I'm doing a lot of networking with real five network group at the moment so I do meet new people all the time so as well as my sort of health and well being sort of area where I know a lot of um providers that can help support employees and stuff i also know a lot of different business owners so there's a lot of people i can hopefully introduce you to if, if that's helpful um to, to anybody <coughs> um, so yeah just just Thank give you. me a text message email call however you, you prefer to, to speak i'm doing a lot of zooms um, and i know you like my little zoom room so if somebody fancies jumping on a zoom with me they can do that we can book in directly through the uh, it's, not quite only, it's not quite only fans but the twinkly lights are it's, it's certainly very bougie <laughs> you're, gonna,
0: you're, gonna, you're gonna start saying you're an accountant now aren't you
1: <laughs> no definitely not an accountant <laughs> but i do know a few accountants and the, the true ones not the not the only fans but yeah um I'm, I'm quite enjoying the zoom room it's, it's uh Good. i just like seeing Good. people chatting to people so yeah get in touch with me
0: no wonderful well thank you very very much for the for this time and for sharing what you thank have as well you. i know it won't have always been easy um but hopefully if we can the aim of this is if we can change one person's thoughts or if we can change one person's day around then that's job done i think yeah
1: thank you so much for the opportunity appreciate it no. and
0: i'll
1: speak to you soon
0: yes speak to you soon <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that just as much as I did interviewing yet another fantastic superhero. I'm so blessed to be able to do what I do. But if you want to follow me even more, check out the other episodes of the podcast, check out my YouTube videos, and also you can get me on Instagram at imdoingitfor.me, which is actually the website address too. So whatever you're doing today, have a fantastic day and stay super.